The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase. Save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you could win 100 times your money. That's right, $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Game Podcast. So now it is currently Sunday evening, October 8th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Rachel, once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a fun episode because it is time to get into the round of 32 here in Shanghai, kind of. The thing is, the round of 32 did start yesterday, but I was unavailable to make a podcast. However, I did promise you an episode per round, so I am going to do an episode solely focusing on the Monday round of 32 matches, and I know that it's going to be a bit of an issue for a time crunch, because most of the matches start in a couple of hours. So I do promise that I will preview each match, but I will save the lock and dog picks for the later matches on Monday morning, so that way you have more time to actually get your bets in. But I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get into the recap, starting off with the lock and dog picks from the last episode. Ended up splitting, did win the lock. We had Safulin plus one and a half sets against Zverev as he won in straight sets. That was minus 140. And for the dog, we lost with Kokonakis and her catch over Two and a half sets. Each player had one break point. Her catch unfortunately converted his, and he won in straight sets. So either way, ended up splitting, and now we'll get into these uh, Monday morning matches. Starting off with the first match, you have a matchup between Dimitrov and Kashanov. So Dimitrov is the favorite here at around minus 165. Kashanov is plus 145. Dimitrov minus two uh, in the games is minus 118. Kashanov plus two is minus 102. Over-unders at 23 flat. The over two and a half sets is plus 130. The under is minus 160. And if you want to take Dimitrov to win in straight sets, you can get that at plus 150. Now, the reason why Dimitrov is favored is because he's looked a lot sharper so far at this event. Dimitrov has... Uh, really looked comfortable because he ended up beating Vukic in his only match, 6-4-6-3, where he saw Kashanov struggle a bit against a relative unknown as he ended up going to three sets in the last round. He's also played a decent amount of tennis, so you do wonder about fatigue since he was uh, absent from actual ATP tennis for a couple of months. So you're kind of wondering if the constant grind is getting to him. But Dimitrov has also been good in the head-to-head as Dimitrov is two in a lifetime. He did lose a set in Paris back in 2021, but then he ended up winning the next two sets comfortably. However, the problem with the head-to-head is the fact that the last meeting was in 2021, so that doesn't really tell you much. However, I think I am going to link to Dimitrov in this match. Simply put, I do think that Kashanov has played a lot of tennis, and he's off a three-setter that he was a massive favorite in. He should have probably won in straight sets. But the fact that he had to play three sets while Dimitrov coasted, and Dimitrov has looked very comfortable on the courts here. I think he's in line to win it, so I am going to go with Dimitrov, minus 165. I'll link to the minus two as well at minus 118. Moving on to the next match, you have Paul taking on Phils. For this one, Paul is a decent favorite here. Paul's minus 189. You have Phils at plus 164. For the spread, you have Paul minus two and a half. Phils plus two and a half. A little bit of juice there on the minus two and a half for Paul. Over-unders at 22 and a half. The over is minus 108. The under is minus 112. And the set wagering here, Paul to win in straight sets is plus 135. Phil's to win a set is minus 165, and the over two and a half sets is a plus 140. Under is minus 170. So, so far in this tournament, both guys have had a pretty impressive run. 
up to this point. At least they've been winning with ease. Paul did win comfortably against Offner. Did win 6-3-6-0 in his alone match here. As for Phils, he's looked very good. He buried Kotov, and then he buried Fakina. And I did say that I thought Phils was pretty live to make that match interesting, and he won in straight sets. But I do think for the actual value here, I think Paul's too big of a favorite at around minus 190. I think that Phils is pretty live here at plus 164, and I do think that this match should be a long one. I am going to link to the over because I do think that this match could go three sets. So I am going to link to the over two and a half sets at plus 140. But I do think there is value on Phils since I am expecting more of a coin flip style match. Moving on to the third match, you have Manorino taking on Rublev. Now, Rublev is a pretty decent favorite here, as Rublev is around minus 377, and Manorino is plus 297. As for the spread, Rublev's minus 4 is minus 101. Manorino plus 4 is minus 119. Over-under in games is 22, minus 110 on both sides. As for set wagering, Rublev in straight sets is minus 110. Manorino to win a set is minus 120. Over 2.5 sets is plus 160. So, Rublev have looked pretty decent against Hallis in his last match. He almost dropped the second set, but he ended up holding on as he ended up getting the break immediately after, and he ended up winning the set 7-5. So, or was it 6-4? Uh, no, it was 7-5. So, he looked decent in that Hallis match. He was a bit streaky at times, though. Manorino looked great. Now, Sang is definitely a worse player compared to Hallis, so Rublev had a tougher competition. But Manorino's been in great form. He won Mastana. He won his first round 6-2, 6-2. Rublev has been struggling a bit recently on the hard courts, had an early loss to Umber in Beijing, had a pretty underwhelming showing in the Labor Cup. I really don't like his current form, and I do think Manorino is a very tricky player to play against once again. So I do think that Manorino's pretty alive to win this match. Now, head-to-head-wise, Rublev is currently up 2-1, to one, but Manorino, Manorino did beat him on hard court in 2021 in Rublev's home country, actually, in Russia. So they played in 2022, coincidentally, in the same venue that Manorino just won the tournament in, in 2023 in Astana, and Rublev buried him 6-1, 6-2. I did watch a decent amount of the Rublev match, though, and I thought that he was really just a bit off. It seemed like Rublev was solid, but he kept hitting unforced errors, and of course, he kept yelling because he was really annoyed himself. I'm going to link to Manorino, plus the four. Now, I'm not sure he's going to win this match, but I do think that four games is a little bit too high, so I am going to go with the Manorino spread. I might lean to the over. I, th- I can see a world where he ends up getting a breaker, and maybe Rublev wins 6-4 in the next set, but I do think three sets is a possibility, but I am going to go with Manorino plus four as my safer play at minus 119 in this match. Now, moving on to the next match, you have Fritz taking on Schwartzman. Now, Schwartzman has actually been playing better lately. He has not been good by any means, but he has been able to win a couple of three-set marathons, beat Van Ash in three, and then beat Laheshka in three. As for Fritz, he had a war in the first round against Watanuki as he went to a breaker in the first two sets and then ended up winning the third set 6-4. He probably should have won in straight sets because he was up, I believe it was 5-1 in the breaker. It was either 5-1 or 5-2 in the breaker in the second set and then choked it, but then ended up winning the third set. Now, historically speaking, Schwartzman has been pretty good against Fritz. Now, one meeting was back in 2016, so I'm tossing that in the garbage. One meeting was in 2019 in Monte Carlo on clay. Fritz won that one, but that doesn't really matter. And then they faced off in Los Cabos on hard court in 2019, and Schwartzman did beat him in straight sets. Now, Schwartzman has looked good here, but Fritz, of course, has the significant serving advantage, and I do think that Schwartzman's fatigue could be an issue playing multiple three-set matches in the first couple rounds. I'm going to link to Fritz here, now, Fritz is a big favorite 
uh, rightfully so. Fritz is minus 719, and Schwartzman is plus 519. As for the spread, you have Fritz at minus 5, minus 109. Schwartzman plus 5 is minus 111. Over-unders at 20, minus 117 to the over, minus 103 to the under. And as for the over-under in sets, you can get Fritz to win in straight sets at minus 200. Schwartzman to win ace set at plus 160, over 2.5 sets at plus 220. Simply put, I think Fritz is going to win in straight sets. I think Schwartzman might make it interesting. Maybe go to a breaker. So I am an only to the over because I think that Fritz, even though he should win this, he has been leaving a little bit to be desired recently. So I do think he's going to have one competitive set, but I do think he'll win in straight sets. So I do think that expecting maybe a breaker or a 7-5 is definitely a po- a strong possibility in my opinion. So I am going to lean to the over at 20, ga- at 20 games here. And I do think Fritz is going to win but it's not enough value. I'm not going to lay 200 with Fritz to win in straight sets. So really not much to go with, but I will have a slight lean to the over in that match. Now moving on to the next match, you have Sonigo taking on Jari. Now for this one, you have a pretty interesting line as Jari is minus 129, Sonigo is plus 109, and Jari minus one and a half games is plus 105. Sonigo plus one and a half games is minus 125. Over-under is a 23 and a half. The over is even money. The under is minus 120. And if you want to take the match to go three sets, you can find that at plus 135. Now, they faced off two times in their careers. Sonigo is 2-0. Uh, they faced off in uh, Buenos Aires on clay in 2019. Sonigo won in three. That means nothing. They faced off, though, in the Davis Cup earlier this uh, last month, actually. And you're looking at Sonigo winning in three. So the point is, I do think this match should be close. I am going to lean to the over because I do think that three sets is very likely in this matchup because we just saw it in the Davis Cup on hard court about a month ago. Sonigo has looked pretty good here so far. He did drop a set to Tiafo, but he pulled off the upset and he ended up beating a Sekulic in the first round in straight sets. Jari's looked fine, beat uh, Atmain in straight sets, who's a relative unknown. But I do think you're going to look at a competitive match here. So I am going to go with the over two and a half sets. And the line suggests it on the money line because both guys are close to a pick em. So I am expecting a pretty even matchup. Give me the over two and a half sets at plus 135. I will link to Sunigo at plus 109 because he did win the recent head-to-head and he's getting plus money, but I do like the over two and a half sets as my favorite play in that match. So moving on to the next one, you have Arnaldi taking on Wolf. This one should be pretty fun because Arnaldi's been no stranger to three setters and you're looking at a very impressive comeback by Wolf in the last round against Nori where he won the final set tiebreaker, but Arnaldi is minus 140. Uh, Wolf is plus 120. For the spread, Arnaldi minus 1.5 is plus 105. Wolf plus 1.5 is minus 125. Over-under is 23 games, a minus 111 to the over, minus 109 to the under, and the match to go three sets is plus 125. So at first glance, I do like the three sets in this match. I think it's going to be a war. They faced off in Beijing, though, uh, about uh, how long ago is that? About a week or two ago, and Arnaldi buried him 6262. Now, Wolf seemed very off there, but he has looked a lot better here. Did win in three sets against Katchen and three sets against Nori, while Arnaldi has also gone to three sets in each of the first two rounds. But Pyron went to three, and Struff went to three. So at first glance, I am going to lean to the over two and a half sets. And I do think it's pretty telling that even though Arnaldi just beat him 6-2, 6-2 about a week and a half ago, 
The money line here is only minus 140. It tells me that Wolf can better handle these courts than Beijing, and it tells me that both guys are no stranger to three sets. I'm going with the over two and a half sets once again at plus 125 as my main play in that match. Moving on to Alcaraz against Evans. Alcaraz, a massive favorite at minus 1,200. Evans is plus 750. As for the spread, you have Alcaraz minus 5.5 at plus 106. Evans plus 5.5 is minus 126. Over-under is 20. Overs minus 101, unders minus 119, and you can get over two and a half sets at plus 260. Now, historically speaking, Evans has been very good against against uh, Alcaraz has been very good against Evans, has won all three matches, but did drop a set, the third set in particular, in the U.S. Open. So if it was a regular two out of three, Alcaraz would have won 6-2, 6-3. So I wanted to lean to Evans plus the games, but I do think Alcaraz, once again, with him being so much better in terms of talent, I do think he's in line to win comfortably. I really don't see much that I like in terms of value, though. I'd probably lean to the under at 20 and just hope that Alcaraz wins like 6-4, 6-2 or something like that. But Evans has looked pretty good so far in this event. Then again, he hasn't really played anybody because to go through the actual path, he ended up beating Kukushkin, who's well past his prime, and he got injured and he retired midway through the second set. Alcaraz, though, has looked fine. Uh, did struggle a bit in the second set there against Barreri when it came to holding, but he looks pretty good overall. But I do think Alcaraz will win comfortably, and I will go with the under 20 games as my main play in that match. And moving on to the final one, you have Sitsipas taking on Umber. Now, Sitsipas has looked pretty good so far in this event, as he ended up burying Hichikata. But to go through the actual odds here, Sitsipas' money line is minus 189. You have Umber. Uh, money line at plus 164. Uh, you can look at the spread. Umber plus two and a half is minus 117. You have Sissi Pass uh, minus two and a half is minus 103. Over under is at 23 and a half, minus 101 on the over, minus 119 to the under. Over under two and a half sets. The over is plus 130. The under is minus 160. And if you want Umber to win a set, you can get that at minus 170. Sissi Pass to win in straight sets is plus 140. Now to look at the actual head to head here, Umber has been really good. Lifetime against Sitsipas. He has won two of the three meetings. Faced off in Paris, went three sets on hard court. Umber won all tiebreakers, then ended up going in the Olympics to three sets. Umber beat Sitsipas in 2021 in three sets. And they faced off in Toronto in 2021 once again. And you saw Sitsipas win in three against Umber. But to go through the path here, I mentioned a second ago that Sitsipas did bury Hichikata, won 6 4 6 2. As for Umber, he's been good lately. Well, he did end up being Sunago in three, beat Rublev in three, and lost to Medvedev in three in Beijing, then one in three against Zanshalp. So the point is he has gone to a decent amount of three sets in the past. All three at ten meetings against Sitsipas have gone three sets. I am going to go with the over two and a half sets here at plus 130. And it does go back to one of the trends that I mentioned during the U.S. Open, which is Sitsipas being really bad historically against lefties. And for some reason, the lefties have really given him issues. And I do think that since Umber is a lefty, you're looking at a guy that is really built to give uh, Pass problems. So give me Umber and Pass over two and a half sets of plus 130 as my main play there. But that's going to wrap it up for the actual match previews. Now it's time for the Lock and Dog picks, but before we get to any of that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Game Time. I don't know about all of you, but I personally love attending sporting events in person. It used to be very annoying to actually do because you had to find a ticket 
platform that you could trust. But that changed once I found out about Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. And they also have some great features on their app, including images of seat views. Maybe in the past, you bought a ticket and you thought you were going to get a great view of the action. And next thing you know, you had an obstruction in your way and you realize you wasted money because you could not see the action you were paying to see. That's not an issue with the Game Time app because with the images of seat views feature, it'll show you the exact view you will get if you purchase a specific seat. So once again, you don't have to worry about getting an obstructed view. Plus, Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find the tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Sign tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, Use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog also just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times your money. From now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of your first deposit up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue. Underdog Fantasy, 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up, use promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the second day of the round of 32 in Shanghai. Now it's time for the lock and dog pick. Starting off with the lock, I am going to go to an underdog, actually, in the Rublev and Manorino match. Give me Manorino plus the four at minus 119. Watching Rublev play yesterday, there was a lot to be desired, and I do think that Manorino has the game to frustrate anybody, especially Rublev, who can be very volatile on the court with his temper and his short fuse. I do think if he's able to... Uh, really, I think if Rublev struggles to actually keep the ball in play for some of these longer rallies, Manorino's play style will eventually get into Rublev's head. And I do think that Rublev's going to struggle to fully maintain focus for this entire match, which might allow Manorino to potentially win a set. But for the sake of this matchup, I like how Manorino's fared and Rublev did not look great against Talos, who's had a pretty bad year. I'm going to go with Manorino to keep this close. In Manorino, plus four at minus 119 as my lock. And for my dog, I am going to go to the... Uh, I know I want an over. The question is, which over do I want? I think for this one, I am going to go to the last match. I am going to go to the Umber and Sissipas match because I did say I was going to try to lean more towards the later matches. Give me the over two and a half sets of plus 130. Three at 10 meetings. Three hard court meetings and three three sets. I do think that you're looking at once again a lefty giving Sissi Paz problems. Umber might not win, but I do think that this match can go three, and I do think there's value at the plus 130. So once again, the lock for the show is going to be Manorino plus four games at minus 119, and my dog will be Umber and Sissi Paz over two and a half sets at plus 130. That's going to wrap it up for the Tennis Scaling Podcast. A reminder, we'll be back once again for the Rhino 16. Until then, find me on Twitter. Find me at Rice Show Radio. Find me on a bunch of other shows of the network. Find me on the MLB show, the NBA show, WNBA show. You get the point. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.